That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. And then Harry saw them. Dementors. At least a hundred of them. Gliding in a black mass around the lake towards them. He spun around, the familiar icy cold penetrating his insides. Fog starting to obscure his vision. More were appearing out of the darkness on every side. They were encircling him. Hermione, think of something happy, Harry yelled, raising his wand. Blinking furiously to try and clear his vision, shaking his head to get rid of the faint screaming that had started inside of it. I'm going to live with my godfather. I'm leaving the Dursleys. He forced himself to think of Sirius, and only Sirius, and began to chant, Expecto Patronum! Expecto Patronum! What's up, potheads? Welcome to the Restricted Section, a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the way the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about today. Chapter 20, The Dementor's Kiss. In this chapter, the whole group leaves the Shrieking Shack and... Yeah, it's not good. It's a full moon. Lupin forgot his medication. It's really bad. It's really bad, dude. Peter Pettigrew goes free, and the Dementors try to perform their kiss on Sirius Black. Harry does his best to try to save his godfather, the only real family that he has right now, and he fails. And as he's fainting, he sees someone who looks vaguely familiar across the lake cast a giant Patronus that comes to save them. And then, of course, he faints. And that is how the chapter ends. Okay. All right. This is Dan. He's a hell of a guy. He's a hell of a guy. (laughs) There you go. I like that. All right. I'm going to get started. If that's the third time I've said this, I'm going to do it now, though. I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the restricted section. It's me, your host, Christina. I am delighted to be joined today by the illustrious Grace. Hi. Hello, hello, and we also have Andrew as well. Wow, thanks. He's illustrious, too. I saw his face change. Good Lord. <laughs> and I exist. Do you know how many different introductions I have to come up with, Andrew? God damn it. Three. Every week. Three. <laughs> I wonder what adjective I'll get. And we are super excited to uh, share with y'all that we have a repeating guest, the amazing and super cool and dope friendship friend of ours <laughs> so many adjectives none of them I love him <laughs> he's a hell of a guy he's a hell of a guy dan DeShetler. what's thank up thank you thank you for having me again i yes. feel so delighted we are so glad to have you if you recognize dan's voice it's because he was on for um at flourish and blots way back in um chamber of secrets yeah and that was a two-parter back in the days of two-parters so dan we're so glad to have you back thank you it's good to be back i love this show yes we love you so what's been going on since the last time we saw you well last time uh you talked to me i can't remember uh how far along she was but my wife was pregnant and now that boy has exited the womb and is eight months old and walking and cruising around and, and making rolling his noises. R's. Yes, and rolling his R's like the true Puerto Rican baby he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just That's naturally amazing. started it. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. His name is Theodore. 
Oh, love it so much. Yeah, she can't have been that far along because we have had like kind of bad luck on this show with dads having to bail because their wives are in labor. I love that episode. I remember. Wait, but like that's not even the only one. We've had a guest just not be able to come entirely because his wife was in labor. So it's like you don't even know who that guest is because he couldn't come. Um, I guess pregnant ladies are like, nah, that sounds like a risk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What date do you know when I was last on? Um, Okay, wait, I have the technology. I'm going to click August 5th is when the episode came out. So it's like probably mid-end of July. Oh, less than a month away. He was born September 1st. uh, Honestly, shout out to Theo for (laughs) letting me get through that episode. (laughs) Yep. His mom was not too happy he stayed in that long, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, um, before we get to the chapter, which this chapter is a doozy, gang, um, we're going to... We're going to do a little brief interlude of one of my favorite... What's this word? I always forget it. Segments? Segments. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, segments. Our Recurring favorite... segments. Recurring segments. I'm always like sections. No. Nope, that's um, the name of the podcast. You're just <laughs> the, always wrong. These are the restricted <laughs> segments. Oh my God. That's so good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, Mott's Thoughts. Mott's Thoughts. Thank you so much, Andrew. Anytime. We need to put a musical stinger at the end or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining a rocking 80s keytar. Do, 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 Well, that's just If I had any musical now. talent, I would contribute to that. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you know how to play an 80s style keytar, especially if you know how to play it rocking, go okay. ahead and let us know. Or if you have a keyboard to tie. I was literally watching a music video today that had a keytar in it, and I was like, that's so dope. It is. Um, it's extremely dope. Um, I was listening to that song, um, Think About Things. That was the um, Iceland's entry into the 2020 Eurovision contest. It's like such a damn good song. I'll link it in the show notes. And the music video is very fun. All right, well, that's not what this podcast is about. Let's move on to some Mott's thoughts. As a reminder, Mott's, our beloved friend, sent us an email some time ago with a list of sort of random headcanons, some of which are hilarious, some of which are serious, a lot of which are both. I think this one is serious and <laughs> and hilarious. Is it about serious? Um, it is not about serious. Oh. Is it about who? Never mind. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, hilarious. It's about hilarious. Okay, I got it. Asking. It was a slow burn, but I got it. <sighs> yeah. Thanks. I'm glad that Dan's here to spell out Andrew's jokes for us. Um Okay, okay, this is Mots. I'm gonna be Mots now. <clears throat> In an alternate universe, during their final duel at the Battle of Hogwarts, Voldemort yells Accio glasses, leaving Harry unable to see him. And when the time came to cast their final spells, Harry misses Voldemort with his disarming spell and sends another student's wand flying. Voldemort's killing curse hits Harry and, well, kills him. Voldemort still rules the wizarding world to this day at the ripe young age of 94. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I'll sync the audio for this episode. (laughs) I fucking love that i mean it's terrible but it's hilarious it just goes to show how many like logical fallacies there are in stories like this i i I love it i i have to say i've always imagined that the whole priori incantatum slash like backfiring slash all that stuff i've always thought that's more of like it it's like a guided missile where you don't really have to be right on point because it's like an above level 
thing. And it's I guess an AOE. Like, yeah, kind of. Well, it, it may, it, or more like as long as you get it in the general like. There's a variance. What's that you're the thing right? from Mario? It's not a bob bomb. It's the other thing. What they the follow clamp? you? No, it's like a missile. No, it's a oh, missile. Oh, uh, the blow bills. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That. Kind of like that. Yeah. As long as it's like within like like five to ten degrees, you'll you'll like you know trigger the reaction. And I think mm. it would be like that too, because he might not have hit Voldemort, but wouldn't it still have not hurt Harry because the wand wouldn't attack its own master? Oh my god, okay, wait. Um, Harry doesn't have his wand at this point. Harry has a different wand. Oh, yeah. Right, but Voldemort... Harry has control over the Elder Wand, so when Voldemort tries oh. to attack him, it won't turn on its true master, and it doesn't perform correctly. That's wait, why it doesn't trigger the priority in Contatum. It just... <laughs> um, okay, so wait. Are you... Hold on. Are you saying that Voldemort would not... Okay, so Voldemort has the Elder Wand, but Harry's its true master. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're saying he, Voldemort couldn't have killed Harry... Okay, because okay, right. I I got it now. I got it now. I okay. <laughs> but it would be hysterical because it would have happened that Voldemort still would be okay. He would have just been like, "What the fuck?" And a person next to him would be like, "What the fuck?" What? Like <laughs> Harry's just standing there, like, "I did it with love," and uh, doesn't even Harry. realize that he didn't win. Um, I just like this headcanon because I think that fictional characters a lot of the time who wear glasses don't have glasses like trouble as much as I think you would. And, like, my husband for a long time would say that in the apocalypse, he's not staying by me because as soon as I lose my glasses, I'm down. It's that classic, um, what is it, Twilight Zone episode? Yeah. Where he survives the apocalypse and leans over, his glasses break, and he's like, no, I had time. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. That's Christina. That is so funny. Okay, sometimes I talk about how, like, as someone who, like, studies, like, literature and media, there are sometimes, like, black holes in my, like, knowledge. For example, I recently saw Alien for the first time in my life. And I was like, I understand now where all of these tropes came from and where all of Mm -hmm. these jokes came from. And so, like, I've definitely seen that trope before from that episode, but I never knew that was a Twilight Zone episode. Futurama did it best. His glasses break and he goes, oh, well, at least there's still the large print books. And then his hands fall off or his eyes fall out. And then uh, he goes, oh, well, lucky I know Braille. And then his hands fall off. Oh, my God. It's really funny. Or it's really fun to kind of get to fill in those knowledge gaps for someone else. Um, Recently, we did a trial subscription of Paramount Plus with all like the old school Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. My God! And yes. So I'm scrolling through. I'm like, oh my gosh, Pete and Pete's shorts, like Legends of the Hidden Temple, and my yes. wife's just like, I know none of this. <gasps> I'm like, oh no, she's, I don't. She's I didn't so have lucky. cable growing up. Um, I was poor, couldn't have cable. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so wow. much. Let, let me correct. I said she's lucky because now she gets to experience them yes. for the first yeah, time. I gotcha. Not because yeah, I realized as soon as I said that you were like, yeah, she grew up really poor. I was like, no, oh, God, Tina's no, going to no. edit it so that it, you sound like an asshole for saying she's lucky she's poor. It's just like me going, she grew up poor, lucky, like. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, I've been stocking up on eyeglasses in the past couple of years so that I can make it through the apocalypse. <laughs> Um, just now, now talking about like alternate timelines and universes, I really want to see the alternate universe where because this is the 90s, Harry has like the sports goggles 
that kids had back yep. in like the oh, early yeah. 90s. Well, he wore those during Quidditch in the movies, didn't he? You would think he would grab his he, Quidditch goggles. Yeah, you yeah. would definitely think he would grab those before uh, the battle. Uh, do they have prescription Quidditch goggles? Oh, oh my God, dude. <laughs> They're like in the Middle Ages sometimes. When I scuba dive, I like I would use um, prescription goggles. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. My brother used to play basketball in prescription goggles. It wasn't nerdy <laughs> at all. Don't totally ask. Not. And that's what uh, leads to one to an amazing scene when Hugh Grant in Notting Hill can't find his glasses and has to go to the theater with Julia Roberts and he's wearing prescription scuba goggles. Oh my god! Okay, wait. As soon as you were like Notting Hill, I was like, "Is that the? Is that what you said? Is that the movie?" Yeah. yeah. I already forgot. I, I was like, "Uh," because Andrew likes this brand of rom coms that, like, for some reason, I just like don't. But you said the scuba thing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was the best part of the fucking movie." <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. Never seen that. That's okay. It's it's by Richard Curtis. He is by far like my favorite writer slash director of movies. I think it would maybe fill a black hole in your media knowledge. There you go. Yeah. Honestly, Alien was such a black hole to me that I was like, I don't think this movie passes the Bechdel test when we were talking about it over on the movie night crew. Um, And Haley was like, okay, like no offense, but this was the movie that started the Bechdel test. (laughs) Wow. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> also, it, there's a weird thing where this it's it's widely accepted by a lot of people that Sigourney Weaver in Alien was the first like natural badass performance by like a female actor. Like she just it didn't seem like she was acting. That's just who the fuck Sigourney Weaver is. It's oh, a yeah. bad motherfucker. I believe that. She's not like, you know, she's not like the the princess. She's not like the damsel in distress. She is just 100% a bad motherfucker. Something like, about the setting in Alien. Okay, this isn't the movie night crew, but something about the setting <laughs> in the Alien was like so similar to me uh, um, to like the setting in Avatar, um, James Cameron's Avatar. Yep. And I just keep thinking about like the Alien to Avatar pipeline. I'm like, she's the same character, dude, just like older. I was like, about older. to bring that up too. It's very, very similar to her character in Avatar. She just smokes cigarettes now. Oh no, she smokes <laughs> cigarettes in Alien too. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the chapter. We're here to talk about The Prisoner of Azkaban, chapter 20, The Dementor's Kiss. Get damn. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, disgusting. I guess it'd be more like a, uh, a especially when they describe with the head or the hood removed what the Dementor yeah. looks like. Yeah. It adds an extra layer of gross. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's like when babies don't really know how to kiss and they just put like their whole their face whole on you. <laughs> He's doing that now. It's so cute. <laughs> I read that on your Instagram or whatever recently, and I was like, "That's very cute." And then I was remembering when my brother Michael was very little, he used to do that and. Just like a sucker fish. You yeah, know, Just exactly. like completely attached. And there's so much drool, too, because he's teething, too. It's, just it's so love much. drool. Yeah, you go in for a kiss and just get a mouthful of drool. <laughs> Guys, that is a very solid kissing technique. I don't know what any of y'all are talking Andrew, about. We've talked about this. See, we need to compare notes afterwards. <laughs> See me after the show. <laughs> there's an episode of Bob's Burgers that depicts several bad kisses between this one couple and he makes like a really specific sound when he does it he's like whoa jordan did you mean to do that i sure did that was my first kiss i couldn't tell at all i had a lot of the same things that real kissing has in it 
And so sometimes when Sean's coming up for his kiss, I'm like, make that sound. Then I'm like, eh! you simply cannot kiss me now. <laughs> Do you remember that ever. trope in like early 90s TV shows about people with braces kissing? Oh, and yeah. how apparently that was supposed to be extra disgusting or you get tangled or something get, like, like that. Stuck, okay, right? Yeah. You yeah. couldn't get you couldn't get tangled. Okay, here let, let me just tell you a little bit <laughs> from my tell personal us all about it. Yeah. Yeah, I seem to remember there's a story here. Uh, getting tangled getting tangled is fake unless like something is fucked up. You have to like break something if you want to get tangled. But if you want to get tangled. If you want to get tangled. But like braces do hurt skin and if you're like not very good at kissing yet, then like maybe you make out with your first boyfriend on a dare during truth or dare in front of all your friends. And when you break apart, he says, I'm bleeding. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> maybe that happens to someone. I think I Shout Sean out to David, who week. recently started going by Dave. <laughs> who mentioned earlier. Stop yeah. trying to make Dave happen. It's not going to happen. not going to happen. I don't know. I've heard Dave is pretty fresh. I was not kissing age when I had braces. Oh, I was all the ages when I had <laughs> My classmates were kissing age, I should clarify. I was not. I had braces from when I was seven until when I was 15, and then I had to get them again in college because I lost my retainer. Ooh. Honestly, your teeth look great, so. Worth. Thank you. That's why I smile all the time. They're expensive. You better use them. That's what my parents told me. I have never had braces or hit the kissing age, so. My cat just screamed at me, and then Dan's cat screamed at him, and it sounded it t- in my ears like they were talking to each other, just like, meow, meow. <laughs> They're on their own podcast. Like, what's up? Podcast. 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 Uh. <laughs> Agent 4372, give your report. Surely podcasts is a thing. I'm going to look oh, it up. Yeah. I'm going to link it in the if show not, notes. let's make it a thing, right? Wait, TM. I know there's TM. a dog one um, I used to listen to, a Can I Pet Your Dog podcast. Yes. I am. Um, oh, my God. I know that podcast, podcast. And I'm, okay, I also recommend the Facebook group because there's pictures in the Facebook yes, group. Can absolutely. I Pet Your Dog? There, I also follow a Twitter account called We Rate Dogs. That is one of my favorite accounts. <laughs> it's in all, aren't all of them like 11 out of 10? Yes, yep. there's never been less than a perfect score of course um okay let's do this speaking of dogs did you like that one um we're talking about serious black so the book starts with quote harry nope the chapter just the chapter (laughs) the chapter starts with quote harry had never been part of a stranger group as they're leaving the shrieking shack um it's hard the tunnel's small a lot of them are grown-ups there's a lot of people some of them are like chained together it's really stupid it's a weird sight Honestly. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that um, Snape is a floating puppet, basically. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it's like that. a marionette with a marionette uh, person just like abandoned his post and just left <laughs> his puppet just like sling down. I hate it. Sirius is just casually giving Snape CTE, like yeah. banging him on the fucking yep. ceiling. Totally, totally. It like, won't affect his personality or anything. <laughs> it's not going to change anything. I wonder if like traumatic brain injury exists in the wizarding world or if they can like fix that too. Madame Pomfrey can do anything. She can do it all. I'm going to set your brain right. <laughs> I wonder if she can cure it. No. I was going to say, like, mental illness, yeah. <laughs> oh. Depresso. Good question. I wonder if it's a separate specialty like it is in, like, Oh, yeah. World. I don't know if this is, like, a, a an actual slang thing, but my friends and I, when we're having sad days, we call them our depresso days. So imagine Madame Pomfrey gives you a depresso espresso and you feel all better. It's <laughs> nice. A little cheering oh, charm. Oh, cheering charm. She seems charm, to favor, seriously. like, uh, liquid um, remedies. 
With the bone grow it's true. being a potion. I wonder if that's just like generally like medically better because it gets all inside you. Did we ever see <laughs> Madame Pomfrey like perform a spell? Oh, I don't think medically actually. Yeah. No. I mean, she like closes the curtains and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think she like waves her wand over people, but it never says it. like when I think there's scenes where she's like diagnosing me. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a tricorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who's seen Avatar The Last Airbender, it's kind of like when um, Katara has her, like, water hands and she's trying to see, like, what is wrong before Uh, she even, like, goes in, you know? Yeah. Water hands. (laughs) Um, Fun note. In the last chapter, we called this character Black. But in this chapter, we call him Sirius. Because we like him now. We like him now. A god daddy. I still notice a lot in the writing how they refer to him as Black. And it it, it always felt uncomfortable. I I guess I was looking at it really specifically only on the first page where he's um where there he's like talking with Harry. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking with Harry. He's like, "Okay, super awkward. I haven't really had human interaction in 12 years. I'm not really sure what I'm doing." Uh relatable these days, right? <laughs> yep. Um he's like, "Do you maybe, I don't know, kind of want to come live with me? I'm rich." What an awkward it. time to have this conversation. Yes. Yeah. You've got I Snape al- floating, you're in a dark tunnel, and you're like, hey, want to come live with me? I almost think that he like knows it's too good to be true, and he's like, I need to get this out. Well, I guess. I, I've got some really bad news for both of them, which is that Godfather is not a legally binding title. Is it in the UK? It is not. I looked it Whoa. up. Whoa. Okay, very <laughs> Did some research. Came wow. I was like, it's not. And then I, I had that same thought. I was like, Christine's going to ask me if I uh, looked it up in the UK. <laughs> so yes, I did look it up. Now, wow. But wizards it, are like above the muggle law. Exactly. Yeah, well, he does say at one point, I'm your legal guardian. But again, there's going to be an issue with that too, because there's no doubt in my mind they canceled the legal guardianship when... When he went to prison. When he went to prison He's for killing the parents. Now, yeah, yeah. Or for killing Pettigrew. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I I like his enthusiasm, but in the world where, like, they turn in Pettigrew and he gets let off the hook, it's still not the easiest thing in the world to get custody from someone based on a past... He you literally know, has, like, ruling. no idea, like, what even is going on in today's, like, government, like, in, like, what is the, like, in this economy, like, global warming, like, he has no idea. So he probably yeah. is just, like, we'll figure it out. And he probably, like, half expects Harry to say no anyway. Well, doesn't he also sign the paperwork to, for Harry to go to Hogsmeade? Yeah, but yes. that's just for stupid Dumbledore, who so randomly yeah. is like, <laughs> this guess. is a rule now that I care about. No, because McGonagall's like, I'm sorry, only a legal guardian can sign it. Oh, yeah. That's true. But don't, <laughs> we, yeah, think, but... don't we think that the Dursleys would pretty willingly transfer custody? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Dumbledore would let them. I don't think Dumbledore mm-hmm. would say to Harry, like, yes, I stopped it. But I think he would go to Petunia and be like, listen here. We Remember my last. Yeah. Remember my last. Again, again. Um, and I, I, I think Dumbledore would do that thing where you kind of like get around the problem by not going at it head on, but by His carefully applying way. force in the right places. Yeah. 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 Classic. Yeah, I know the law. I wrote them. <laughs> yeah, true. So Harry like aggressively agrees to this. Obviously, he doesn't want to go back to the Dursleys. I frankly, as a reader, don't want to go back to the Dursleys. <laughs> well, I I love the way he says it too. Do you have a house? Wow, way to be classist, Harry. Not everyone has houses, okay? Like <laughs> maybe he has a nice apartment somewhere or a flat. 
Technically, he really doesn't even have a house. It's all squished between other places. <laughs> he has a space-defying mansion. <laughs> yes. He does <laughs> something in cooler. another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is way cooler. That's the kind of godfather I want, you know? Yeah. Do you have a house? Um, I have a place. A place. It's like a townhouse, but you can't really see it. <laughs> um, okay, so so my thoughts on this are, if I were serious... Serious. 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 I'm going to be serious. Serious on the turn. Oh my God, guys. I'm wow. super serious. Okay. Super serial. Okay. <laughs> if I were serious and if I were also serious about wanting to adopt Harry, I would maybe like try before I made this offer, I would try to like learn anything else about this kid. Like you don't, you know, he's good at Quidditch and you know, he is a loose cannon when cornered by a convict. (laughs) And if he's anything like his dad, he's a troublemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that he is being too, he's being too quick to like make this offer. Especially because he, Harry did just like punch Sirius in the face a couple times. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Uh, It's also like, He's an old man looking for the companionship of a young boy oh. after being Ooh. locked up for 12 years in prison. Oh, man. No, 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 no. Oh, man. So. No, it doesn't. The optics aren't great. It's not the great. Optics in, aren't in their great. hidden hideaway. Guys, we're no. forgetting. We're oh, forgetting. No. no, no, no. He's wealthy. It means he yeah. just oh, has he a ward. He's Batman, okay? It's fine. He Batman. just has a ward. Although, do we think Harry survives the summer living with Sirius? Because hmm. I honestly don't. Oh, they think would get so. into so many hijinks. Yeah, <laughs> it's serious having neglect and not acting like the adult, but they both go into it willingly. It's Creature be would like, hate it too. Sirius Black <laughs> is the kind of guardian who approaches thirteen-year-old Harry and is like, "Let's go have your first cigar and whiskey on the roof." You know, yeah. <laughs> we need to see the stars. <laughs> he walks by Harry and just casually drops a uh, like a like a nude magazine. He's like, oh, no. Oh, man. Can't believe I dropped that. And then just keeps walking. This is starting to sound like a sitcom where this child becomes the parent. Yeah, kind of exactly. situation. Yeah. It's basically Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. They start their own coffee shop. It's great. <laughs> It's called Do You Like It Black? No! <laughs> okay. That, we just need to go home. That's yeah, done. done. That's here. the best. We'll, we'll call it Black Coffee, okay? I wanted to pitch that idea, and I was thinking about... Uh, I was listening to the last episode, um, and was thinking about having, like, an aura investigator show. Like, you know how everyone's obsessed with, like, true crime right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see how magic people investigate crimes. Oh, yeah. I would love that. A police procedural with auras. Oh, my God. And a lot of, I'd imagine there's a lot of hunches going involved, because it's got to be, like, pre-1950s detective work, right? Love it, like, yeah. Like a film noir kind of style. Yeah. In fact, they probably follow all these hunches, and then the last five minutes of every episode is them performing some spell that clearly could have solved the crime at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, of the day. Yeah. But they kind of have to justify a bunch of overtime. It's like a thing, so yeah, you know well, they just go about it. It's about the drama, it. isn't it? It's yeah, all about it the drama. Like, so yeah, that's the that's their network uh, <laughs> slogan. <laughs> There's actually a law on the Wizarding books that any crime that you commit, you have to be arrested for within like 37 hours, or else you uh, cannot be charged with it. And so. <laughs> they've just voluntarily got to wait until 36 hours and 15 minutes and then they do the spell and they just go get the person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Dan, I love the way you say that word because I always say like "r." That's such Whoa. a hard word to say. R. Yeah. It just flowed randomly before I even knew I said it. I'm like, oh, okay, I think I aced it. <laughs> Got it. Well, because you have to remember that UK English is spoken. It's a non-rotal language, which means that they wouldn't pronounce that R. So that's why it sounds fucking stupid in an American mouth, because it's yeah. supposed to be aura. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not very good at those accents. Um, it always comes out Australian, doesn't it? <laughs> good day. I'm an aura. What can I do for you? I like perfected my British accent first and then I leveled up to the Australian accent, but I like lost the British accent. I can't get it back. Australian is just spicy British. It's spicy British. It's British. I can only do British when I'm like actively watching a British TV show. Do you guys do that thing if you're listening to anything by anyone who has an accent, you're like repeating their words back at them? Oh, absolutely. Dan, you're a dad. Has it started triggering in you yet that if you go to any restaurant that is not a white culture that you have to try and say the words in the like imaginative form of the language that yep. that culture speaks. <laughs> so you go to a Chinese restaurant, and you're like, I'll have the uh, Sichuan chicken, <laughs> or if you go to I Olive to Garden, it it's right. like, I'll have uh, the ravioli, like, oh. <laughs> oh. the tagliatelle. <laughs> <laughs> Every dad has this trigger at some point where it's like, I've got to try. I've got to do it's, it. And yep. the weird thing is, it's not like a raci- racist thing. It's just like, a, I want you to feel comfortable. And this is the best way that I know how. Yeah, I'm going to immerse myself in my culture and make a really offensive uh, impersonation of you. I find myself parroting accents primarily. Okay, y'all know the show Dairy Girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's a great show, but they're from... Ireland they're from like country Ireland and it's like the vowels that come out of those girls mouths it's like (laughs) what in fuck are you doing with your tongue right now like what is happening (laughs) I can't even make the same sounds um okay so here's what's up guys this is a really intense dramatic compact chapter and we're like like just imagine as we're going through it that there's like way more tension than we're conveying right now. Yeah, right. No, like we're not doing. In fact, I just want to stop right here because after this point, it is all downhill. <laughs> yeah, pretty and it's much. Very sad. My next note is a cloud shifts. No. I made Sean. I made Sean come into the room so I could read this to him. Ugh. They all come out from the Whomping Willows roots, right? That's where the path is. A cloud shifts. Quote, their party was bathed in moonlight. No. It's like um it's like a tableau. Like it's just like you can like <sighs> oh God. Lupin stops short and um Ron and Peter, who are chained to him physically, um, as try to try to restrain Pettigrew, they slam into him. And Sirius immediately knows what is happening. He might have even realized it before Lupin realized it, I feel the way that you like the way that I'm like, Sean, honey, did you forget your wallet? You know, he's like, <laughs> Remus, like, uh, honey, did you remember your potion? Yeah. Someone who uh, lives with a diabetic being able to tell when their blood sugars crash before they do. Oh, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what's my equivalent of that? It's when Sean's like, sweetie, I think you're just hungry. That's me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you actually want to kill me. I think you're just a little hungry. He's like, hungry. he's like, sit down until I handle dinner. Okay, like, just sit down. Just sit down. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, uh-huh. I do have a logistical question about this. So if it is the actual moonlight that is triggering the transformation. 
why do they even need like the shrieking shack to begin with? Why not just put him in like a windowless room? Yeah, why not just keep him in like a basement in the yeah, castle? like the dungeons yeah. or whatever. Not to get be some that blackout way, but... curtains. Yeah, <laughs> or just in a closet, just yeah, like okay. walk in a wardrobe, just like, like away from any moonlight. There's an argument to be made that proper night is just setting in now, and that it is the sight of the moon that reminds them all that like a mistake has been made you know what i mean so it's like it's not the there's an argument to be made that the moonlight is not what triggers it it just happens to be like really excellent timing but an hour ago before we even entered this path it was pretty dark outside it's pretty dark serious is i mean not not to do this but he i mean he is suddenly deadly serious (laughs) like Mm. he's really like he's like he's he's going into dad mode for the first time, maybe in his life. Yeah. <laughs> no, he probably <laughs> saved twelve-month-old Harry from going and touching the stove or something once. He's been in dad mode once. He's a dad. He you got to let him learn. You got to think that when they were in school too, was Remus more the dad of the group, or do you think Sirius was? Oh, what's, Remus, a hundred percent. Okay, what's yeah. a, like what's yeah. a dad? Though? You know, like what is a dad? What's a dad? Because my dad is way more of a serious black than a Remus Lupin. And part of that is that he would say that he's more of a Lupin, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the protective nurturing kind. Protective think, yeah, nurturing. Lupin. Okay, okay. let's put it this way. Remus Lupin is way more of a Dan dad, for sure. But Thank there you. are some dads out there who are serious black dads. <laughs> there are some dads out there who are Peter Pettigrew dads. Oh. They're shit. Ugh. Okay, wait, which of the Marauders? No, that's stupid, because everyone would pick Lupin, right? Would you rather be your dad? I guess I should For finish dad. my sentence. <laughs> yeah. I think my dad <sighs> might be more serious. My dad's more serious, too. Yeah. My dad would be more James, and I think I would pick James. Because oh. James, you get, like, the fun moments, but he knows when to buckle down and, like, actually... <laughs> rubbing her No, I forgot about James. My yeah, dad is a total did. James. My dad literally has narcissism. Like, he's a total James. <laughs> dad, do you listen? I think you probably stopped listening to my podcast by now. <laughs> This CD is a test. Watch, he's going to tune into this one episode just randomly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Wait, Grace, which would you rather be your dad or which is more like your dad? Um, Lupin is definitely more like my dad's vibe. Oh, yeah. lucky you. Yeah. Good dads over here. <laughs> Not to brag. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dad rocks. My dad's pretty cool. <laughs> he's not as lucky as Giovanna for being poor, but... <laughs> Sean is a Lupin type dad, but but he um, only has cats. So Sean, like, imagine a Lupin dad with cats only, right? We we're fostering um, kittens right now that we found in our neighbor's backyard. There's three of them, and Sean has been like, he's been like having YouTube videos that are talking about how to socialize cats, and he's like down on his belly, being like, hello, because they're under the bed. He's like, hello, come talk to me. Aww. big Lupin in a soft vibe. Yeah. voice like that. <clears throat> Sean only has a soft voice. (laughs) (laughs) When we first started dating, we used to get into arguments. I would be like, why aren't you yelling? And I would try to like get him there. I'm like, here, I'll help you by being a jackass. (laughs) That's me and Giovanna. (laughs) Um, I've learned. Speaking of fighting, I'm getting better at segues, guys. Um, So, okay. 
<laughs> so what? As as you don't go off a cliff like the original Segway guy. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. I used to work at a Segway tour company and people I... would ask me that all the time. They'd be like, is that true? And I'm like, yeah, but it was his fault. It's not Segway's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go into the canal, please. I have an official statement here from Segway Inc. <laughs> uh, not our fault. That's the that's statement. So, um, yeah, Lupin didn't take his potion today, which to me seems like a really uncharacteristic oversight like he i think it goes to show how much like serious black as a person like means to him that he could like let this happen mm-hmm. well it may be but it also doesn't really match up with the timeline because he didn't even know about Sirius being there he tells harry until later tonight when i was watching the marauders map so, like, he went out through his whole day with no knowledge of what was going on or any plan of it. And yeah, just because never the last the time we saw it, he brought his push, um, Snape brought his push into him at, like, two in the afternoon or something. Right. Oh, so, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. there's any sort of time component what were you? about but that's how, But right that's before. how Snape finds them, is that he's coming to bring Lupin his potion, right? So, maybe maybe it's just, like, before and nightfall or Lupin's something like that. Lupin's not there. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, okay. So, yeah. they, like, missed each other, I guess. I just, I like, it's so hard for me. I mean, as someone, like, I have to take medication every day, right? And I, like, so rarely forget it because it's life-saving. Like, I can, it's for hypertension, and if I don't take my medication, mm. I can feel it. I can fucking feel it. Maybe part of that's anxiety. The bottom line is that the anxiety is important in helping me take my medication. So if, like, if it, if it was, like, oh, like, my heart's gonna race and I'm gonna maybe murder innocent children who are in my care. Like, I would have a lot of anxiety about taking that. I would set an alarm. I don't care if I'm magic, I'll make a magical alarm. You would like, have a big calendar and, like, the day would be my circled. My period on this day. <laughs> yeah, I just can't believe that he let the, It seems, it's, like, so uncharacteristic, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so uncharacteristic of him. So, um... I mean, yeah, Sirius is like, dude, run. But R- Harry and Hermione can't run because Ron is literally chained to Lupin. Like, what a stupid fucking idea in the first place, honestly. Like, put him in a cage, dude. Conjure a cage. Yeah, yeah. this is one of those moments, and it happens every so often in the series. And it's really, it's a, it's kind of a testament to how that bitch is not nearly as good as a lot of us think back on her being. That, like, everyone in this moment just kind of forgets they're a wizard or a witch. It's kind of like yeah. Mott's thoughts about the glasses. It's like there's an obvious solution Yeah, here. like mm-hmm. burst the chains and go or make a cage for him. There's a thousand different things. He's not a werewolf yet. Just stun him. Yeah. And honestly, like, oh, Sirius has a wand right now, but it's being used, right? Like, because he's keeping Snape up, which he doesn't have to do. He can put Snape down. Put Snape yeah. down um, and handle he it. He would love to drop or, Snape. Yeah, <laughs> to drop Snape. Or, like I, re- like, I know you're not supposed to use a wand that's not yours, but he's using Snape's wand in, like, if I was with, like, a 12-year-old who was doing, like, like take the wand from that kid, dude. I know they're 13, yeah. whatever. Like, take Harry's wand, snatch out his hands, and fix this immediately because you're a grown-ass wizard. Yeah. Well, and especially, Sirius grew up in a pure-blood, old-ass, the most ancient and noble house of black. Like, you can't tell me. I could understand where a muggle-born might not have the reaction to use magic. But Sirius, that's like... That, that's as old school as like wizarding gets. Yeah. Like how how does this guy not have the instinct to be like, whoa, shit? He could be out of practice. The grace. That's what I was gonna say. Is his instinct is to go dog right away, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that that's like his default. Yeah. So quick quick question: Do we think that the second the change starts happening, the second the moonlight hits him or whatever, like, do we think that Lupin is just already gone? 
Or do we think there's like a slipping away process? I, know I it's think like nightmarish. it's determined. Like as soon as he starts transforming, it's not going to stop. There's no like pulling it back. But he could like if he focuses on it, he might be able to extend the consciousness to a point. It's so like, like when you're really drunk and about to pass out. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's like I can get to bed though. Like I can get to bed. Yeah. Um. That was my question. Is like. Could he have blasted the chains and fucking ran, dude? Like, just tried to get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, was there enough time? Because he just kind of stops and, like, maybe he's having a moment where he's, like, panic mode. He's not good under pressure. He doesn't do the right thing. But, like, I think I would have, as soon as I realized what was happening, blasted those chains and ran for my fucking life to get as far away as possible. Like, you have a fucking grenade, you know? It kind of depends, I think, on what your belief on the nature of a werewolf is. Yeah. Because if we're assuming this is a, uh, if in that shape you have the nose of a wolf, then there's no way he could ever run away far enough that he wouldn't immediately smell something that close to him. But what if he gets far enough into the woods that he smells a deer instead? Or like far enough away that they can maybe get away or handle it? You know what but I mean? But isn't it the human element though? Because... Because yeah, you're right. They do say that because James was a deer. Yeah. That's yeah. stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> But, uh, I guess but, what I wouldn't do is stand there wishing anything was different. You know what I right. mean? I, well, I can't tell if that's happening because it's like it says he goes rigid and then his limbs begin to shake and then obviously it's like too. It's just too yeah. late. Yeah. He's going into like a. He's having like a seizure kind of. Yeah. Of, of, or like a panic attack almost. A panic attack seizure. It's a full body thing. Okay, so yeah. I think we're in agreement that he like kind of can't do anything about it. Yeah. And one thing I I, I did want to bring up is I do think that Harry Potter does have a unique like asterisk with their werewolves where it seems like their werewolves do not go out with the intent to kill. They go out with the intent to spread. Cause like it talks about at one point, Greyback talks about how he, he tries on purpose to, uh, that's Greyback. That, that's the thing. But like, that's what makes him special. Right. But, but I'm saying like, he tries to make sure that he's near children when he transforms uh. because he knows that he'll attack them, but it doesn't say it in a way like he's trying to kill them, but trying to turn them. Like, it, it, it's just interesting to think that, like, the programming, the biological programming of that would be not to attack, but to s- create more. Yeah. You know? I mean, wow. that could be kind of like a pack mentality type thing. Like, you're yes. just oh, trying yeah. to increase your wolf pack kind of deal. That's crazy. My brain is like, <laughs> my brain is just going back and forth from, well, werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> to Jake, to Jacob Black from fucking Twilight, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because I don't want to think about Lupin in this moment. I've drawn this parallel before. Mark Ruffalo, fucking the Hulk, dude. Yeah, it's like a nice guy. And like, what is it? Like, why is it a nice guy? Why doesn't Tony Stark become the Hulk? You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be the nicest, sweetest guy in that whole well, series? Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is the basis yeah. of like. I hate it because yeah. because like I just I always think of Sean. I've told you before that like my husband Sean really reminds me of Lupin and like he's so introverted and like the notion of like becoming a werewolf and ruining everything is like how does one endure that? You know what I mean? Like how do you know that this is who you are? That's why just, Lupin's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so sad. <laughs> I wonder how much memory retains after you transform. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's a good question. <laughs> I just remember that damn scene from Beer Fest where uh, 
what's his name, wakes up with the dead deer. Oh, yep. no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that could totally happen to a world. <laughs> it probably has. Wake up like, oh, Jesus. Okay. okay. What did I eat last night? <laughs> oh, God, the worst, like, morning taste in your mouth ever. Just like, oh, copper. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Gross. Um, delicious. Um, so <laughs> Sirius Black goes into dog mode and he jumps at Lupin to try to distract him. I'm imagining a big dog that doesn't want to play and a big dog that does want to play, you know, just like, yeah. oh, hello, are we friends? And it's like, no, I'm here to do murder. A doggo, doggo for murder only. <laughs> I always was interested about the descriptor of uh, locking jaws. Mm. Like that's got to be painful, and I'm not sure the logistics of that. Is that in? Will you read that selection? Um, give me a second. Uh, they were locked jaw to jaw, claws ripping at each <gasps> other. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like making out by like violent. Did you say jaw to jaw? <laughs> it's like yeah. when you're making out with braces. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no, it hurts. I'm bleeding. The or metal mean, gnashing. Like, heads next to each other, grabbing. Their corresponding. Are nets. they necking or tonguing? So like jaw to jaw. <laughs> oh, I see what you're Maybe. saying. Corner of Andrew. jaw, the corner yeah. of jaw. Whatever it is, it's intimate and violent. I don't know if they're biting each other's necks with the attempt to hurt. I don't think I would call that intimate. Oh, <laughs> isn't intimacy, most violence intimate? <laughs> intimacy means a lot of things, Andrew. I would murder someone intimately. <laughs> Someone's definitely made an album called Intimate Violence before, right? Intimate. Oh, it has to be. <laughs> Here's the thing. This climax is taking like 10 chapters, so I keep repeating things. Here's something I'm going to repeat. I love that Hermione's not good under pressure. Yeah. And in in the worst of the situations that she gets into, she devolves to a place where she can kind of only scream. And I respect it. I think it's really relatable and really humanizing for her. Oh, yeah. Well, and if Hermione did, like, maintain that and all of her knowledge and cap- it would be unfair. Like, she would be exactly. the most power. She would be Dumbledore or McGonagall. Level. Yeah. If she I'll could just retain all that shit yeah. immediately. Like, yeah. So Hermione screams to indicate oh. that Peter Pettigrew is going for Lupin's dropped wand. So she screams to indicate. I'm proud of her because I think that we've all had that nightmare of not being able to scream when you need to. Yes. So at least yeah, I scream she... all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a dream last night. I couldn't dial 911. Oh, my God. I was listening to an episode of um, Ologies today. They were talking about speech pathology and about how there's like a lot of different. The difference between speech and language is that speech is like what I'm doing right now. But like language is a lot of different things. And like this scream is language. You know, it's like it's a sound or mm-hmm. it's like it's like a symbol that's signifying something. Yeah. Um, it's okay. This is a sh- this is where it's the shit show. This is the shit show. Welcome to the shit show. That's an Australian podcast that I listen to. It's about to go down. Um, it is about to go down. Peter Pettigrew knocks out Ron. Um, with Lupin's wand, he blasts Crookshanks, which. I get it. <laughs> Sometimes go you just ahead. gotta That's kick your cat a little bit. I always go for when my cats are being super annoying. I always kind of like lunge at them and then they run away like I hit them. And I always have to turn around to my husband and be like, I swear I didn't actually touch them. <laughs> well, in, 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 and I'll never say this again, but in Pettigrew's defense, that cat has attacked him like multiple times oh my when God, he was that a is rat so to true. try and like. This is Pettigrew's redemption. <laughs> like, in all honesty, we're lucky that Crookshanks didn't get blown the fuck up. Like, yeah, you're right. That's true. Actually. He doesn't have time. The man who killed 
13 people is not the one to fuck with if you are but a cat. Like, Shit. I do forget that, like, okay, well, if Sirius Black didn't kill 13 people, guess, guess who did? It's yeah. Peter Pettigrew. I kind of forget that. Yeah. He's a murderer. Murder! <laughs> Um, so he, Harry disarms Peter Pettigrew, but it is a split second too late. He's quite disarming. He's quite disarming. Well, so, so Pettigrew though, didn't need the wand to transform back though. He didn't, he just needed the wand to curse, or not curse, but. mm. To get everyone else around, to get him space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to blast Ron and Crookshanks. He's like, for you two, it's personal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why'd he do that to Ron? Oh, well, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Actually, Ron, you let it. me sleep in your bed. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you made me sleep with you for many nights, for many years. <laughs> it was weird. You it didn't know weird, it was but, weird, but, but it, it was, was also weird. warm and snuggly. He's the only person who knows what Ron does inside that four-poster bed after he draws the curtains. <gasps> this relationship is so weird. Cry. I'm talking about crying, guys. Good lord, get your heads out of the gutter. Okay, just to be super clear, both of my cats have definitely seen me masturbate like definitely <laughs> i mean there's no way scabbers has never seen ron masturbate there's no way he is 14 he, i i will give Pettigrew credit again i never thought i'd say that twice in that quickly but <laughs> um andrew maybe you want to stop i don't i don't think he he's going to look away, right? Like he's not going he's to got, watch it. It's not like he was, wa- but he's got to feel the know. bed shake. He's got to hear the breath. Like he's got to like <laughs> think, like literally lie back and think of London, because like <laughs> he's uh, mm. okay. Let's get back into it. We're in we're in the shit show. Help help. We're in a shit show. Sirius gets fucked up pretty quickly because he's fighting a werewolf and he's out of practice. Peter Pettigrew is gone, dude. I, I do want to point out one thing, just going back a little bit. The wording, in at least in the audiobook version, they say that Pettigrew, quote, had dived for Ron's wand. Not dove for Ron's wand. Had dived. Is that proper? Uh, that sounds really here, weird to hear. Here's the thing. The word dove is an irregular verb. So it's like, why is it that way? For no fucking reason. So I'm always a fan of people standardizing things that are okay. conjugated stupidly. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the only exception to that being hanged versus hung, because those have different meanings these days. Yeah, yeah it does. That's true. Also, I would have assumed since it's written, it would have looked like do- dove. So, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. The biggest too. offender of that is sneaked versus snuck, and people are really moving over to sneaked because there's old, irrelevant, stupid history of English reasons why they're not, the verbs don't go that way. Hmm. See, I, I would say I snuck out, but I, uh, I was like, I sneaked. Like, I sneaked her a candy wrapper because yeah. my name's George W. Bush and she's Michelle Obama. <laughs> so, and I my said favorite candy- f- friendship, for sure. I said, um, I said candy wrapper, but, like, yeah, there was a candy wrapper. I was going to say, you implied <laughs> that, and I think you did it the opposite way. Didn't Michelle give George W. Bush 
the oh, candy? I thought, I thought he gave I think her he candy. Gave her candy. Oh, I think did he, he give it to her? her? Yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't remember. Like, he's like, vibes. yeah, Grandpa vibes. You got Werther's. <laughs> <laughs> got, got some caramels. <laughs> it's amazing. After the shit show of the last four years, we all just kind of forget, like, Bush is a war criminal that oh did God, horrible no, things. No, it's like, don't forget it. But I think He's the, a painter and, like, I, nice now. I think the best thing you can do with a war criminal is look at him and be like, oh, sweet Grandpa. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's mm-hmm. like put him in his place, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet silly grandpa. Grandpapa. Grandpapa. Why did you take us to this war? <laughs> and if you want to be a war criminal, Raytheon has okay. the knife missiles. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough out of you. Okay, okay. Harry and Hermione go to unconscious Ron, and they're like, "Oh, we don't know what to do for you." And then also Snape is there too, and then. And then, but they're like, I don't know what to do about this either. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that Hermione doesn't know what to do. Hermione's bad under pressure. Is this my is true. Thing about I guess she forgets. But it's my favorite thing about. Well, what would you do? Like, what should she do? Innervate. Well, she can fix glasses. Maybe she can fix consciousness. Who knows? I don't think Inter- she knows enervate yet. That's like a much later spell for after Harry just keeps fainting everywhere and chocolate's not the answer. Yes, because Hermione's never known spells beyond her years. But she doesn't before. have to. There's no reason for her to know like a medical spell beyond her years. I would think that at the dueling club, someone would have what used stupefy. And someone shit. would have used enervate. You would think after year one of hanging with the boys, she's like, yeah. these boys are going to fuck themselves up on their study. I'm going to need to play combat, med- combat medic at some point exactly. in the future. I'm going to learn the basics. She's the cleric of the group. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that Hermione is like having, I think her thoughts are racing right now. And I think she's like, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And then it's like. It's like, but I, I don't, I don't feel confident in any of those things, and this is a high danger. And Harry's already running, so it's I'm not the classroom; it's the real world. That's yeah. Yeah. that's where she excels is the classroom. By book seven, she is so good yeah. in mm-hmm. real world situations. But you have to remember, she's an only child, a privileged child who has spent her whole life being beloved and sheltered. You know what I mean? She has no reason to be good at this stuff. I feel yeah. attacked. She hasn't had to work, dude. She's 13. Like, she's done nothing. She's so precious. It's that classic trope of a gifted kid is thrown into the real world where they were doing great in, like, high school and stuff. And then (laughs) college when they have to be self-sufficient, it all goes downhill. And then That's exactly what happened to me. I'm like, your helicopter parenting means I'm going to be an alcoholic this year. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to explore drugs, sex, penises. alcohol. So many penises. <laughs> Peni. All freshmen. <laughs> when I was also a freshman, just to be clear. <laughs> I was a freshman hunter. When I was a senior, I went around and just found them and pointed and said, you. Okay, well, that's that's one of those things that's like creepy creepy from you but my mom when i was like a senior in college my mom specifically was like okay this is the year that you're too old to go find freshmen i I should specify that i was doing that as like christina saying that which (laughs) i i will be honest i don't i know this isn't right but like i don't know a, a woman doing that to a man no, I'm with you. Different than like a senior man doing that to a freshman <laughs> I'm woman. I'm with you. Like, it's a freshman vibes. boy is like a young, eager puppy. They're down to do whatever the fuck you want. Like, they might regret it later, but they're going to consent. Like, and that's it, exactly what I was going to say is ain't no, like, I was, 
enthusiastic consent left and right. As a reminder, the restricted section stands enthusiastic consent in all things, including sexual encounters. Sometimes when I'm like, Sean, do you want to come help me with the yard? He's like, okay, yeah, sure. And I'm like, can I have some enthusiastic consent, please? And he's like, all right, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Enthusiastic. Um, Okay, so they hear a dog whimpering, which... Harry's immediate reflex is to go. I think mine would too. I will fight for that dog. You don't fuck with my dog. You don't fuck with my dog. Um, they f- my uncle dog. My, my uncle, uncle godfather dog. dog. <laughs> my UGD. There's That's that another show. sitcom right there. Yeah, there's that show called Uncle Grandpa, which I enjoy. It's like a uncle dog. I've never seen Uncle Grandpa, but I do hear good things. I mean, it's like one of those very hyperactive Cartoon Network shows. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so guys, just like bear with me. So Sirius Black is by the lake as a human on all fours. Quick question. Did he change back into a human or did he get injured back into a human? Because I ha- I have a hard time believing he would willingly change back into a human. Well, as you guys discussed in the last episode, did the Dementors know, know he's Sirius Black when he's a dog? Yeah, Because you have to believe like... Did he just, like, fucking walk out the door in dog but, mode one time? But why would he turn into a human in this moment, then? Who I, I think it's not that he was hurt into it. I think that before the Dementors, no one knew he could turn into a dog. So when he did it as Caban, that was, like, his one time to do it without anyone knowing. And, like, it says the whole thing about, like, the feelings of a dog or whatever. But I think that what's going on is this time the Dementors know what they're looking for. And I think if they're no. if they know that they're going after him, they can just focus on it so much and like mind blast him for lack of a better term that he just he can't focus and he loses he just reverts. He just But like, he's ugh. he's been on the grounds this whole time as a dog. So like why haven't they got him sooner? That's it's I feel like it's implied that that's how he's been getting a, that's how he's been sneaking under their radar. I just if he was hurt bad enough, I don't think he would still be on all fours, he would have collapsed. So, like, I imagine yeah. it has to be something that's drawing him out of that shape. I don't but know, but we were just talking about him. when you're so drunk, you're about to pass out, and you're just holding on to that last <laughs> bit of light. I'm so <laughs> close to my bed. <laughs> Serious black here. I what can bed, make it. He's like, the Shrieking Shack, please take me back. <laughs> um, take me back to the Shrieking Shack? Oh, my God. That's a, that's a future banger right there. Yeah, that is a, the way they pronounced banger to me is like. <laughs> is banger. it a banger? It sounds it's like a, a B-52's song is the sequel yes. to Love Shack. <laughs> yes. Take me back to the Shrieking Shack. <laughs> to the Shrieking Shack. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> but I tried. You got to get Adol back on here. He can do that. He did that bit in the fucking today's episode of Hey Red Already yep. talking about that guy, whatever his name is, Fred, whatever. Fred, not, no. Mm, the Something with an okay. S. Yeah. There, uh, yep. there is a fish song called Sugar Shack. Okay. That's a, also a donut shop. Yummy. Yes. Donuts, for sure. Um, okay, guys, let's let's take let's get serious let's get Um, get serious okay Sirius Black is an injured human on all fours by the lake begging the Dementors not to take his soul from him and they're everywhere there are a hundred of them there are very many for sure Typical cop response where you just overreact and just send all like a hundred cops yeah 
Oh my god. Um, he had a weapon. He does. He does technically have a weapon, so that's good. Yeah, at true. least. <laughs> Harry whips out his wand, and he try he tries to like teach Hermione the Patronus spell on the fly, right? Yeah. Which probably would have worked under other circumstances. Well, we uh, we know from the future that Hermione picks it up pretty quickly. But I don't think she gets it the first try. Now is not the time to learn a spell that is based on yeah. you thinking of happy things. Yeah. You know? yeah. Especially, again, as we state, she's under pressure. She can't summon a happy memory. I mean, she just goes down. And that happens kind of... I mean, she's super down in Chamber of Secrets. She's down for like half that book. Sorcerer Stone, she's down. She's got to stay with Ron, which is stupid. But okay, the, okay. But in the book, there's only enough po- potion for one of them to go forward. I remember now. You got it. She's got to go. be down, right? <laughs> like you can't, you can't get all the way to the climax with Hermione. Although I suppose that she facilitates the true climax of this. So whatever. If Hermione is like super happy knows Patronus if she's like if she's at her A game here it's like this is a different story you know what I mean but yeah. she's not she's at her Z yeah. game <laughs> <laughs> so sleepy she's a du- she's at her double G game <laughs> it's bad well and I do think let's give Harry credit like one of the things that is very unique about Harry is the fact that he was able to learn that spell at all at this age yeah it's true like, he's good at he, defense I, against yeah, the dark I, i'm not i'm not taking anything away from hermione but even if she had learned it like in a, or tried to learn it in like a controlled environment there's no guarantee she could have learned it this young yeah like that you know that harry that is, had a lot of motivation yes and a lot of he he harry is one of those D characters that is min maxed like, yeah. if you give him anything outside of his area of comfort, it doesn't go well. It's Patronus if, and Expelliarmus. Those are yeah, the two. exactly. But those two, he's, like, maxed him out. His fucking hit uh, modifier is incredible. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. But anything beyond that, and it's no go. Harry uses the thought of Sirius. No stipulations there. It's, like, just the thought that this man exists and is good and gives a shit about him to make his Patronus. That's the happiest thing he can think of right now is that he has a guardian who cares. That's so sweet. Is this when we should would, should uh, remind all of our listeners that no matter who you are, someone out there would get their Patronus from thinking about you? <laughs> oh, Andrew. Aww. Oh, my God. I'll think of you when I cast my Patronus. <laughs> That's like the sweet version of someone thinks about you when they masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same thing. There's been like a lot of masturbation talk in this episode in particular. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Dan, why is that? Dan? <laughs> yeah, Dan. <laughs> when in doubt, blame the guests. <laughs> okay, my next note is, um, okay, Hermione faints. It's not fucking good, dude. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that down. It's not fucking. Sometimes when I'm writing notes, I'm like, how do I even write this? It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> we have officially crossed from snafu to foobar. Wait, what is yep. snafu? Fuck is situation normal re- reason recognition. Situation recognition. normal, all fucked up is snafu, and foobar is fucked up okay. beyond all recognition. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that now. <laughs> um, the Patronus, uh, Harry's Patronus, holds off the nearest Dementor briefly who then pulls off its hood um this is i said again in all capitals it's not fucking good dude <laughs> it's not fucking good dude but like, it's not good under the hood it's not good it's under not the hood. it's not it, all good in the hood <laughs> there's a weird descriptor in here about the scabbed skin over the eyes that just 
It's nasty. What does that mean? Who's reading the Bloomsbury Illustrated Edition? I am hey. reading the Scholastic version. Grace, do you hate it? Do you hate, I hate the it. illustration? Do you want to show the? Do you have it? Are you looking at yes, it? Do you want to show the class the illustration? It's, it's so bad. It's really, it's really bad. Ew. I can't tell if the glare is really bad yet. It, no, it's okay. Oh, wow. It's it's kind of just like a. F- it's like the almost like Look the silence it. from. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I was about to make that reference to the, the silence, silence <laughs> yeah, from, yeah, from, Doctor, from Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. they do yeah. look like that. Ugh. Oh man, I want to watch that. Giovanna hasn't seen Doctor Who. She hasn't too interested, but I feel like she would be interested in the silence episodes. Those are the. I always cite the silence as like the scariest creatures I've ever encountered in all of my reading and watching well, then just- and playing. Just wait until you hear about Weeping Angels then, because you haven't even, like, I know I'm being facetious, but that- I don't feel that Weeping I think the silence is scary, because the silence fucks with your memory. Oh my god. Wait, Grace. Okay, this Grace lent me a book she recently read called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which is about a girl who's cursed to be forgotten. As soon as someone looks away from her, they forget that she exists. And the these, vi- these monsters, these creatures, villains from Doctor Who have that. As soon as you stop looking at them, you forget they exist. Yeah. So, in- including if you're in the same room as one. In That's college, so that like that was airing in college, and like the year after, like all those episodes aired, there was like some Day of the Doctor or something like that. Yeah. Where online people were like, "Let's draw those tick marks on our arms," <gasps> and so I would post on Facebook for the other Doctor Who nerds, and I post like a picture of like a mark on my arm. Be like, I don't remember posting this because, like, like, that's how they do it in the. Sh- that's how they do it in the show. Is like when you see one, you put like a like a tally mark on your hand, yeah. and then yep. like, but then you look down and you think you're you think you're fine, and you look down and there's like 15 tally marks on your hand. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so shit. like through the day, I would post pictures of myself, and there'd be more tally marks on me. Oh my god, those yep. are some great episodes. Okay, all right, let's get back on track. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that we keep getting distracted is because this is a super fucking tragic, depressing moment we're in. Harry's Patronus yeah. dies. The Dementor <laughs> grabs him. It fizzles out. The Dementor grabs him and starts to be to perform the Dementor's kiss. And Harry has not given enthusiastic consent. He has not. You're right about that. But like, why though? Why does the Dementor? I wonder if they're do like this. in a frenzy because they're they know Sirius Black is near and he just like is, he's like I saw a white dude with brown hair I don't know Dan got it right it's because he's a cop he exactly. just fucking aggression well, that- it's so funny because they're using excessive force on yeah. a black man stop no, resisting no no my god nope an innocent Christ. bystander happens to get some excessive force oh my god yeah he is like a child because. You think you would think that the Dementors would know, like, not to implicate a child mm-hmm. from say, from Dumbledore's rage. To Dan's point, whenever I'm around cops, they do suck the happiness out of me. Wow, that is so true. That is so true. I do true. think I'm never going to be happy again. There is nothing that makes me feel guiltier than a cop being in my general vicinity. Yeah, even if I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm just like, oh shit, I'm. Going I'm like, to jail. is this car illegal? Is my shirt illegal? <laughs> Buck Strickland said it best. Old Top, I'm going to need you to talk to the pokies, or uh, talk to the cops. Every time I do, I have this nasty habit of incriminating myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Harry's like fainting. Hermione's down. Mm -hmm. A silvery light appears, and Harry can barely see it. It comes closer. It drives the Dementors back. And then it returns to its master, and Harry uses the last of his strength to see who cast it. 
and it doesn't tell us who it is. It says the figure looks familiar, but Harry believes that it's impossible. Hmm. He thinks it's his dad. He it, it's all spoilers all the time. He thinks it's Daddy his dad. Chill. I thought it was a bit more explicit that he thought it was his dad at this point in the book. I think yeah. he's yeah. I think he says it later when him and Hermione are just like waiting for three it hours. It does. It does. And I thought I I thought I remembered when I first read this book, like being in suspense of like, oh, was it his dad? And yeah. like being kept in suspense for fifteen twenty pages or something like that. But I, I definitely remember thinking that. Because the thing is, when you're reading this for like the first time, which I this is the this is the first book in the series that I do remember reading. Really, mm-hmm. I really do. Same. It also f- total mind fuck. Um, so when you have no idea what happens in the next chapter, Hermione's secret. Yeah. There, it's like there's no way that it's Harry because Harry's like right here, you know. So it's like who could it be? Yeah. Who else is here? You've already had one person come back from the dead, seemingly, in this yeah. uh, book. So, like, because that's the other thing. It's hard to remember what it was like to read them the first time when the rules weren't as fleshed out. Yeah. You know, like, the that's one, that, that is one thing that was done really well by that bitch, is that when you read these, you kind of do get the feeling like magic is magical. Like, it, it's limitless. And then slowly you learn rules here and there about what you can and can't do. And at this point, you're still, you know, you're not even... Th- through three books yet like you still think there's a lot of shit that you don't know about you learned about animaguses this book you learned about dementors you learned about you know this guy who you thought was dead and all of a sudden you're like maybe maybe that is james maybe he is alive well and let's think about it who else is around right now so like could be snape it could really reasonably be snape i i think Mm -hmm. that snape would literally protect them from having their soul sucked out right yeah it could be when I, I'm trying to think. Remember when I was a kid, right? What I thought it could be Lupin. We don't know. Maybe something happened, and he's not. You you want him to not have this rampage, you know? Lupin yeah. said, "How do you do that to my friends?" <laughs> it could be uh, Wormtail. He could have second thoughts, you know? Change of heart. Change maybe of heart. I don't want. You know, I, I want to escape, but I don't want Harry to die. I don't want children deal. to die, yeah. He doesn't want additional charges on his rap sheet. He's like, three <laughs> is enough. On his rat sheet. Rat sheet, yeah. <laughs> um, it one. could be Dumbledore, because like, it could always just be Dumbledore coming in Dumbledore's, with the assist. <laughs> Dumbledore is always in play. He's yeah. been hiding in the background in the forest, behind some trees. Like He's an animagus, and he is Crookshanks. <laughs> D- Dumbledore wow. is, like, is like the rock circa 1998. Like, at any point during any event, there's the possibility that you're going to hear his theme music, and he's going to come out of nowhere. Love that yes. reference. Yes. <laughs> wow, surprise, surprise. We're at the end of a book, and this chapter ends with... Harry fainting. Oh, of course, after Dementor. <laughs> Harry gets the vapors. So, question about post-Dementor encounter. Okay. Um, the chocolates, is that like a standard thing? Or, uh, like, is it always chocolate you should eat after Dementor? Or can you have, like, a beer afterwards? So, here's our clue, is um, when Harry passes out from the Dementor for the first time on the train... He wakes up and Professor Lupin gives him chocolate. And when he gets to the castle, they take him to Madame Pomfrey. And Madame Pomfrey is like, here's some chocolate. And Harry's like, Professor Lupin already gave me some. And Madame Pomfrey's like, 
Are you telling more. me that Albus literally hired someone who knows what they're doing? Are you Wait. fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> he hired someone competent. <laughs> Let me guess. He's also a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Good one. Pom- What's her name? Pomona? No, no, no. That's Sprout. Um, That's Poppy. 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 Yeah. That's also so the name cute. of the dog who lives next door to me. I love her so much. Aww. I know. Poppy the puppy. Although, Dan, I do have to admit, I love your theory, like... That it's it it's just the only and quickest thing to give a child. Like if you're yeah. talking about an adult, yeah, dude, like go and do two shots real quick and you'll feel fine. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah. no, like um, honestly, if it's because you're cold and empty inside, like a shot of fireball. Yeah, Ooh, there you go. Now we're or talking. a shot of like um habanero moonshine, habanero honey moonshine, Ooh, like something spicy. that is. We're not doing vodka. Like we're not doing no. gin. It's like something. Yeah. Who does shots good? of gin? Um, I've taken shots of gin. It tastes like water to me. I don't give a shit. I fucking love gin. <laughs> but it's for no. summertime. That's why I'm saying it's for summertime. <laughs> you do it iced. <laughs> With tonic. <laughs> if I'm going to take a shot, I prefer it to be tequila. Tequila? tequila. Yeah, tequila. tequila it is Cinco de Mayo. It's Cinco de Mayo this very day, which is a week ago now that you're listening to. You're breaking to the illusion. Hello oh, yes, from the past. In the future, hello. Have Listeners, we made it to Mars yet? Tina's lying. All podcasts are done live. Every time you hit play, we have to like make sure we're right next to the... Okay, quit pausing it like that. You know I'm talking. We have to be right next to the microphones at all times. This is the oath we take as podcasters. It's really tough when you hit the speed boost and we have to talk faster and... <laughs> yeah, it's just rude to do that. You really shouldn't do it. It really makes us feel like... Okay, stop it. Come on. No, stop it. Right Andrew, now. they Wait. just rewound it. <laughs> you know, when every time you hit the play, okay, stop that. Like we're trying. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm editing and I'm like looking for something that I said, a lot of times I like miss our plugs and I have to go back and be like, what were our plugs? And then I put it on twice speed and I'm just like sitting at my computer by myself, dying, laughing at how stupid our fucking voices sound. Just like, well, today I and I think you should go watch Tangled and Disney movie. Alvin and the Chipmunks discuss Harry Potter. I... Oh my gosh. Okay. There was that one time where every video on YouTube was like Alvin and the Chipmunks version mm. of this. Mm hmm. Those were it. the early days when people didn't know what YouTube. Because we all know now YouTube is meant to be a perpetual Nazi creation machine. But oh, before yes. then, it was like optimistic and happy and. We were so innocent then. Yeah. Oh my god! I accidentally opened my work email in the middle of this no! recording. That's the worst. Oh, I thought it was here. I didn't mean to. I was trying. <laughs> I, I feel you. assaulted. <laughs> I was just trying to navigate away. Um, okay, great. Well, that's the end of the chapter, gang. Is there anything in this chapter about this chapter that we have not talked about yet that y'all would like to discuss? Wait, okay, before we wrap this up, can we talk about Snape real fast? Because he's technically in this chapter. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> if we must. Like, what you doing, bud? He's unconscious, He's unconscious dude. for a long time. I can't believe he ever recovers from this physically or psychologically. Snape's just chilling. And never mentions it again. Yes. Yeah. You guys remember that one time he dragged my ass through a tunnel? Because I don't. <laughs> the thing is that he's already likely concussed, right? And yes. then the whole way through the tunnel has, uh, you know, been hitting his head on the ceiling. So Further concussed. Great. Yeah. Like, yeah. how concussed c- can one be? <laughs> very concussed, dude. You can get yeah. very concussed. I think that Snape right here is like, 
If you listen to stories about grifters, which Andrew and I do, we listen to a podcast called Behind the Bastards. If you listen to story about grif- stories about grifters, you realize that there's a pattern of rich people not wanting to admit that they've been had. So they mm-hmm. won't report the crime because they'd rather take the $20,000 blow or whatever than admit that someone got the better of them. And I think that Snape leaves this being like, I'm not going to fucking talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, well, and you figure, in, too, in his defense, when he gets knocked out, he it's still way back in the Shrieking Shack. So I'm sure he wakes up and is like, I don't know what happened. I don't really want to know what happened because it definitely doesn't look good for me. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder if he knows that he got, uh, uh, what's the word? Expelliarmist. <laughs> Disarmed. Disarmed. I wonder, if he, I wonder if he, like, remembers that three of his students... Sh- aimed their wands at him. They crossed the streams Ghostbusters style. I would be willing to bet that he does not remember that because there is no way in hell if he did that he would not get them punished somehow for what happened. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I agree with that. Plus that that whole concussion thing. Like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also... So, do we think Peter Pettigrew is... Like, where's he at? (laughs) Where does uh, he go? Does he have like a compass? Does Especially he have a as wand? a rat. How fast He's... can you travel as a rat? You can skitter. <laughs> you can skitter pretty good. You cannot good. go like... that. He's on his way to Albania. Does he have a wand? No. no. Right? No. 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 He couldn't but he's travel with a wand as a rat. He's going to rat all the way to Albania. But then we he has learn to get later on, a boat. on. He has to get on a boat between here and there. There's some spells mm-hmm. you don't need a wand for. Boating is not. <laughs> well, he could he could in theory sneak into any magical house in Hogsmeade, find some flu powder, and go further and yeah, closer okay. to his ultimate goal. Ugh. Yeah, especially as a rat, where you can yeah. just like burrow yeah. in houses and shit. Burrow. Yep. In the mm-hmm. burrow, maybe. That's, where it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why the Weasleys are always out of flu powder because rats keep. Stealing their flu powder. Damn rat coming in here, taking my flu powder, (laughs) going all around the fucking country, just visiting fireplaces. They're out of flu powder one time in Chamber of Secrets. Um, Okay, let's move on to some plugs. Are we ready? Are we ready? I think so. Ready. Okay, great. Andrew, will you please go first? I would be more than happy to. I'm going to plug one of the best superhero media things I have seen in a very, very, very long time. Uh, If you are not watching Invincible on uh, Amazon, you really need to change that. It, it, the last episode of the season had what, and I I can see you shaking your head, Dan, the single most metal scene I had ever. I have only seen half of it. So I haven't. Oh my God. But it's amazing. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, you know how each episode, like the craziness, amplifies. Oh, yeah. Like at a consi- that continues. Oh. Like so, you can kind of extract or uh, uh, extrapolate. You know that's how crazy and ridiculous it's. It's so good. It's like the boys meets fucking something father related. I, I don't know. It's, it, it, um, it's also done by Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking yes. Dead. Yes. Um, so that's really good. It's just mm. it has a very diverse cast. It yeah. is fantastic. It, it it's honestly like I will warn you if you are triggered by any sort of violence, do not watch it at all. No. But 
it is absolutely fantastic. It is one of the most creative takes on a superhero I've ever seen in my life. Loved it. Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't recommend it enough. If you've ever, even if you're not normally into superhero things, I would still give at least the first episode a shot because the ending of the first episode will literally have you mouth open like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hell yeah. So Invincible on uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay, Grace, your turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to plug a show that I finished last night. And it's been on Netflix for a really long time, but I just got around to watching it. It's called Alone. Mm-hmm. Has anyone seen it? Dan? Yes. No? Yeah, the Dan's survival show, right? Yep, you're yep. right about that. Um, <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah, more episodes a- on Hulu, by the way. Oh, There's really? more seasons if you want to check that yeah, out. Yeah, because it's only season six on Netflix. I think they've got like four <laughs> more That's seasons so random. I know. It's super random. But season six is set in the Arctic. And um, yeah, as Dan said, <laughs> he's doing a great job with my plug. Um, <laughs> it's a survival show. and Is it, it reality? Yeah. Okay, they film okay. themselves. So they have like camera equipment. There's oh, no shit. one with them. Yeah. Wow. And oh, well, they are alone. They're alone. Because at least in Naked and Afraid, if you get bit by like a venomous spider, they'll like fucking medevac yeah. you. Yeah. Well, they have like a, a radio or whatever. They're able to like communicate with people. But, well, I mean, I guess the medic people. Yeah. But um, anyway, so it's very interesting, though, because they're not out there for like a particular time frame. It's like they're out there for like however long they can literally be out there so potentially years you know uh, my episode was exactly 14 seconds i yeah. said it's too cold <laughs> and i went back in the helicopter and refused to get out again yeah so it's crazy so it was definitely one that i had seen just like scrolling through netflix and i was like i'll probably watch that eventually and uh i did and it was definitely very good i will i will add though that there is some violence um so yeah if you're not into like Hunting. I thought they were alone. Oh, hunting. hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Gotta bit rough. protein. There's definitely some rough points, but uh, I say stick with it, you know. It's subsistence violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's locally sourced violence. Locally sourced, uh, all organic. Yeah, um, natural organic violence. Yeah, but it's definitely a good one, and I do want to mention that it's going to be taken off of Netflix um, <gasps> June first but it'll so, still be on hulu <laughs> it will still be on hulu i would actually Wait. go check that out after <laughs> we get done here <laughs> it's going away for hurricane season oh i thought hurricane season was over hurricane season starts june 1st no i know oh, okay. um so does andrew season oh it's andrew's birthday june 1st is andrew's birthday mm-hmm. right i'm always like is it he doesn't have <laughs> a is. facebook i don't know <laughs> Um, no, it is. It is. Um, anyway, Dan, what about you? What do you got to plug this week? Uh, so I struggled between two things. Um, one was Mitchell's versus the Machines. Oh, uh, indeed. Which has been getting a lot of That's what I'm watching as soon as, we, as soon as I get off oh, this call. I'm going to watch that. You'll love Honestly, it. my brother um, uh, uh, six minutes ago texted me <laughs> and was like, watch that. Watch it. <laughs> what is I haven't even heard of this. It's what is done this? by the same people. It's uh, Lord Miller with Sony Animation, the same people who did mm-hmm. Spider-Verse and Lego Movie. Ooh. So, yeah, oh. so you had yeah. me at Spider-Verse. So. <laughs> and then you had me again at Lego Movie. <laughs> but that one's getting a lot of attention, so I'm going to plug something that like is smaller. Oh, okay. There's a podcast called like the Stealth Plug. Go Fact Yourself, uh, which I really <laughs> enjoy. Yes. 
Um, it is a trivia game show where celebrities will come on and name three of their favorite interests and get to nerd out about their interests and then get to meet an expert in their interests. So it's really cool to see this like side project that a celebrity might love um, and they're getting to meet and nerd out with experts. They've got a bunch of celebrities. They had um, Jim O'Hare from Parks and Recs recently. Uh, Rachel Dratch from Saturday Night Live, mm. um, Ben Feldman, Lauren Ash from Superstore. Um, they've had a lot of good celebrities on, and I love it so much. Hell yeah. Awesome. Do you want to plug any of your socials or anything? You don't have to. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't do a lot on um, Twitter, but you can follow me at Dan DeShetler. I mostly talk about Broadway or the McElroy Brothers or Formula One. Uh, if you're interested in Formula One. <laughs> and if you're interested in any of those one, three niche interests. Yes. <laughs> That's what or I Or if Twitter. you're interested in all three, you should probably just reach out to Dan to become best friends. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. I think so. Awesome. So I've been your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at Christina the Con. I've changed my handle. <gasps> I'm trying to get all my Instagram handles to just be my fucking name because no one else in the world has my fucking name. But none of the Instagram, none of the handles are available. Like Christina Con is not available on Twitter or Instagram. So I've, I'm Christina underscore Con on Twitter and I'm Christina the Con on Instagram. Follow me for shenanigans. You can also follow me on TikTok at Sprouts Private Stash. And this week, honestly, you know I have to plug something every week, so it's not always going to be the most creative thing. But this week, I'm really going to enthusiastically plug another podcast on our network called Of the Eldest Gods. It's a Percy Jackson book club podcast. It's kind of the opposite of this one where it's no spoilers none of the time. Because <laughs> um, they want to be inclusive, and a lot of our fr- uh, listeners haven't read it all the way through yet. So I'm rereading the Percy Jackson series. I'm on the Sea of Monsters right now. Um, of the Eldest Gods is uh, sort of getting to the good part of the first book in the series, <laughs> the lightning theme. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. set it up. Um, we're getting to the part where it's like, Nicholas Flamel, who's that? Like that, yeah. that part. <laughs> um, they're like, okay, well, I guess we have to go on a quest now. Spoiler alert. There's quests in Percy Jackson. How fucking dare you? Um, so it's just a really great pro- podcast and th- they are getting to the good stuff. So, um, maybe you'll hear a little, uh, a little trailer for that right now. Pause for trailer. Listen, we didn't want to be half-bloods. If you're listening to this because you think you might be one, our advice, stop listening to this podcast right now. Percy Jackson had the right idea when he told people to stop reading the books detailing his adventures as a half-blood. But we didn't listen to his warnings. And that's why we started this podcast, Of the Eldest Gods, where we read books written by Rick Riordan and talk about how they affected us as kids and continue to as semi-adults. You can find us every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we fooled them for a second there? God, I hope not. Bring on the monsters. We're making a podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I love that trailer so much. So fucking I good. I, I actually love I I really love at the end of that trailer when Charlie says, uh, bring on the monsters. We're making a podcast. I know, it's like it's my so favorite. Good. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's so cute. I love their little music too. It's it's very good. Yes, yeah, shout out to Nora on the music Nora. and shout Shout out to Taylor and Charlie for a very dope podcast. So go yes. listen to that. My plug is just more stuff on our network. Sorry. Love y'all. 
Dan, thank you so much for joining us again. It was lovely having you. I've changed so much as a person since I was last on here. Honestly, I'm sure that's so true. Literally, Dan's baby is so freaking Thank cute. Thank you. He is a night terrorist. <laughs> I was going to say, do you remember what not being tired feels so, like? N- no exaggeration. Since he was born until we started sleepy training him maybe a couple weeks ago, I can count less than 10 full nights of sleep in eight months. Wow. It was. Dan, mm. are you okay? <laughs> I'm better now. It's so good okay, now. Good. But for a Man. while there, it was really rough. Oh. I love babies, but in moments like this, I'm just like, I'm going to be such a great aunt someday. You know, like now, I'm going to be the best fucking aunt. <laughs> now might be a good time to point out all the benefits of adoption if you're looking for a child. <laughs> this, like, like I, Obviously, this might be too long for the podcast to keep in. This is just us chatting. But the. Um, I mean, dude. <laughs> when you get that tired you hallucinate i don't know how much she stayed up during mm-hmm. college yeah i was gonna say it was all i college. would hallucinate all the time when i'm taking care of him i put him up against my chest and um i again i'm into formula one racing and one of the teams is ferrari um and <laughs> i was holding him against my chest i'm like he's not going to bed he's too ferrari right now he's <laughs> like in a red jumpsuit in my head like one of the early you need to stop being <laughs> Hamilton quit going exactly. around the track just fucking go to sleep be Vitali retire he uh, mm, I don't know what he, you're talking about was that was that accurate I think Vitali's one that Vitaly retired Vitali is right? one of ago. the chefs okay. the red headed no. crocs that's, that's Mario okay. Batali. You guys like, you just stop now. We, oh, we wow, gotta, yeah. we gotta wrap up off. the episode. We're not <laughs> doing this. You lost half of the people. Vettel, Vettel is Vettel. That's Vettelie. <laughs> um. Okay. Wait. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you so much to Andrew and Grace for helping me out with this. Thank you so much to Dan for being a guest on this episode. Thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. That is a super dope thing. That helps us out. That lets other people know that this is a podcast they might enjoy. So if you haven't yet, I would really, we would all really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, if you literally can gain access to Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. Maybe consider making it a five-star review. I don't know. That's not up to me, but that's my recommendation. That's my personal opinion of this podcast. It is up to me. It is a five-star review, so... (laughs) Christina, thank you for being a five-star host. Yes. Ah, so oh, good. my yes. God. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. <laughs> I always feel so welcomed when I come on. Yes, that is my live stream is to make people feel welcome. So make sure you note that in your review. <laughs> Christina, I think you're the greatest host ever. You're absolutely amazing. But I want to leave room for improvement. Four stars. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no room for improvement. Five stars. <laughs> I don't know what to do from here. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. The Restricted Section was created and hosted by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod or shoot us an email at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or lavish praise. Wait, I just realized I don't give a shit.
That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.